Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence one stripe at a time. And now, here are our hosts, James Foxall and Wes McDonald. And hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Tiger Paw Radio. I'm your host with the most, Wes McDonald, and I've also got our other host with the most, James Fox, on the line. How are you, James? Glad to be here, Wes. Thank you. I'm well. Great. Well, I'm super excited uh, by this podcast today, and whether you know it or not, James, we are actually guests as well as uh, are the interviewers today. Woohoo! Um, yeah. All right. And uh, on the call today as well, we have uh, Janet Shines. How are you, Janet? Very good. How are you today? Very well. Awesome. And uh, Joseph Landay is also... Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, absolutely a pleasure to have you on the podcast. So today's podcast is all about something that you've probably never heard about, and that is SuperConnect. So maybe what I'll do, what we like to do is get everyone to introduce themselves. Uh, so if you could just professionally introduce yourself and then give us one tidbit about uh, something interesting that the audience may not know about you. And so Janet, why don't we get you to start? Sure. Um, I'm Janet Shines. I always start with that because people always say shkijijins. Uh, so I'm Janet Shines. I'm the CEO of the JS Group, former uh, Chief Channel Executive at Verizon and EVP at Office Depot. So I've been in the industry a while. I love the channel and go to market. And the thing that someone would not know about me is that I am potentially the world's largest Star Wars geek. And I would just like to say that the things that I collect are collectibles and not toys. <laughs> nice. Uh, James, any comments on that about the uh, biggest Star Wars fan? You think that could be contested today? There could be uh, a fight on this call, I think. <laughs> not with I'm me, ready. but with West. <laughs> that is absolutely so awesome because I am also a huge Star Wars fan. And I have a collection that I've been uh, collecting since I was seven. And to your point, they're not toys. They're not and, toys. And uh, we're going to have to have a separate call and, uh, you know, maybe talk about some of our favorite things because, wow. It's Star Wars simple. weddings and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. And uh, what about you, Joseph? Well, I'm the smallest uh, Star Wars fan there is. I don't know hardly <laughs> anything about it, so I'm not going to provide any competition for any of you on this call. But, uh, yeah, so Joseph Landis, I am the Chief Revenue Officer at Nerdio, where our mission is to empower MSPs to build successful cloud practices in Microsoft Azure. I've been in Nerdio about 18 months, and prior to that, I worked at Microsoft for 23 years. Uh, when I was a kid, I was very into history and geography, and I always wanted to go places, but I really didn't go that many places. So when I got older and had the opportunity to travel around, I said, I'm going to try to visit every country in the world. And I'm up to 108 with a long way to go, but 108 countries down. Jay McBain is also another avid traveler. He is. Yeah, he's got a huge number. Yeah, he's got a big number. He's got, Jay's got a big number too. There's actually a website that uh, you could look at or your, your listeners could look at. It's called mosttraveledpeople.com. And I'm a member of it. And the goal of the website, the members on the website, is to visit every country, state, territory, geographically separated island group and enclave in the world. And there's a list of over 900. And... Uh, uh, I recommend it. It's super fun to be part of. That must be a hard goal to hit now that we're in travel restrictions. No kidding. That's right. Yeah. Impossible. impossible so. <laughs> wow. Well, it's a good thing you got a big chunk of that list out of the way already. Right. That's true. Yeah. And uh, hey, James, uh, how about yourself? Uh, an introduction and something that most people wouldn't know. 
Mm. So James Foxall, president and CEO of Tigerpaw. Uh, we've been automating technology businesses for 36 years now. Um, I think most of the facts are out there. We've been, we've been doing this so long, it's getting harder to say something people don't know. Uh, but one thing I don't think I've shared is I like to be hot. I'm usually not comfortable until everybody in the room around me is uncomfortable. Um, and that causes a lot of conflict at the office and at home. But I like to be really warm. <laughs> Ooh, I like to be really cold. We would not get along at all. I, no, I, but you'd get along great with my wife, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would get along with my husband because he's always jacking the air conditioning back uh, back down. And so you guys could get along. That's what I, I've never, I haven't found an actual married couple yet that agree on the temperature. There's, and it's not necessarily a male, a male likes it hot or no nope. specifically. It's just always a difference. Well, and, it, and I do have to bring something up, which drives me absolutely bonkers, which is the new dual uh, zone climate control. So that you've got one climate control on one side and one on the other. And can you really change the climate that much in a three inch space? I you don't know. can with a chillipad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have chilled seats. It makes all the difference in the world. Yep. And uh, for myself, for our listeners, I am also uh, with Tiger Paw Software. And I work on business development, blogging, and this very podcast that you're listening to today. Um, an interesting fact about me that you may or may not know um, is that I live on the fourth largest body of water uh, in Canada. So Lake Erie, one of the Great Lakes. And an interesting fact about this lake as well, which most people don't realize, um, but because of Niagara Falls, there's not a single drop of water in this lake uh, that's here for any longer than three years. And listen, I appreciate everyone being on the podcast today. We're actually all on this podcast today because of Jay McBain, and it wasn't because of travel stories or you know uh, connections in that way. It's because we have all, at one time or another, uh, worked with Jay, and he's actually connected us because he is also a you know a super connector, right? And he's actually written about the importance of being a super connector and made a list of uh, those super connectors. And when I asked Jay uh, for candidates for this call, you were the first two names that uh, jumped out of his mouth. He was like, right away, I got two people you got to talk to. Here they are. And uh, it was awesome that you guys accepted the podcast interview, you know, kind of right away, right? So maybe what I want to start with is, if you were to think about that word, as most people, you know, don't really have super connector in their vocabulary, what does it mean to you? So Janet, maybe you can start. Sure. So that whole term of super uh, connector and when Jay first coined it, I thought it was so interesting because I think we're familiar with influencer, we're familiar with connector, good salesperson, whatever you want to call somebody that's good at relationships. But this concept of super connector that, um, that Jay came up with was just more connected to a micro targeted industry more connected not to this concept of blanket influence, you know, you see so many stars, you know, promoting a brand, et cetera, but more around not only how you were connected to the content, but how you were connected to the people in the industry. So the joke that my team used to make when I was at Verizon was that they could not meet someone that didn't know me. And they play, they actually had a game, like a bingo card game of where do they know Janet? And so we used to play this and they used to get great delight, especially when we were in an airport and, you know, we would be on a plane and I would ultimately know the person that was there. And so I think that, I think that that's why, um, that's really where Jay's uh, research on this whole concept of super connector is exciting. Cause again, it's not about that you have 50,000 followers on a, you know, a social media platform or that you're verified or, you know, any of those other things, all of which I could 
you know, claim. It's really about your ability to knit together the right people and the right content to get the industry to take an action. Yeah, I really like your definition on that. And actually, James, that's, you know, one of the things that brought us together, right? Uh, we were actually partners um, before we, you know, started working together. And, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that I came over to Tiger Paw was because of the uh, connections that I have and the knowledge with uh, different people within the office equipment channel, right? And, it, and I think it's one of those things that you kind of take for granted because you think everybody has those relationships. So if they say, hey, I need to talk to one of these mega dealers or, hey, I need someone that's doing, you know, user-based print or, hey, uh, you know, you know, you've just got that Rolodex of, of people in your brain. And I, you know, I think to your point, um, the relationship with those people, right? Mm-hmm. That that I think that there's an honesty factor that you know people expect from their super connectors and that's why they allow us to kind of introduce them to other people, right? Because it's usually for the right reasons. And so Joseph, what about yourself? Do you have some things to flesh that definition out? Uh, yeah, you know, I guess when I think of super connector and, and you know, I'll say Jay has been incredibly helpful to me as, well, I guess if Jan and I are super connectors, I'm not sure what the term to describe Jay is. It's uh, some power to that above, a super, super connector. Is, is there an astronomical connector? Maybe an astronomical <laughs> connector. He, he's unbelievable. Um, I guess the way I think about it, West, is, you know, helping other people. That, that to me is what it comes down to. It's like this core value you have where you get excited about helping other people be successful. And, and one of my first mentors when I, you know, joined the workforce for Microsoft in 1995 he, he taught me this thing. He said, you know, you need to be incredibly focused and incredibly excited about helping other people be successful because ultimately if you do that, they will help you be successful. So when I think about being a, a super connector, I'm always thinking about, you know, definitely people you know and people you've encountered in your life, but more about how can I help that person be successful with something they're looking to do. And I think that brings a lot of personal satisfaction uh, and certainly professional satisfaction as well. Yeah, when you say it that way, it really makes me reflect, right? Because, you know, one of the things I've always told people throughout my career is I am not a, a corporate person at all. And yet I've done very well in my career. And and I think, to your point, it's just that eureka moment when you give so much of that back that it really does come back to you, right? That, you know, there's right. always, like, energy does never is never put out in the universe without coming back to you. And, and James, what about yourself? What is your view sign of, on the, the super connectors, you know, since, since reading uh, Jay's list and you're actually on that list. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised to see that uh, coming in at 67. I've got friends that are incredibly gregarious and outgoing and extroverts. And that would, that's kind of what I used to think of as a super connector. And I'm not that way. Um, if you've seen me, I, I love to get on stage. I will be very open and friendly with everybody. But, you know, I do that for a few hours and I've got to go disappear for a day to recharge. You know, that's just, it doesn't give me energy. My wife can be in a crowded party for an hour and she comes out of that more excited and energized and I'm completely drained. So I think um, a lot of what Joseph said about when I think about, how, you know, all these people that I know and I look at this list, it's like, I know these people, not just their names, but I know these people. Yeah. And when I meet with people. I didn't really think about it, but I do. I, when they're when they're at, when they're talking about a need that they have, or they're looking for something, or they want to accomplish something, um, I, my brain is tended to go, "Do I know somebody who has done that or been there?" And I don't often offer that at the moment, um, but I might come back and then send an email later and say, "I was thinking about what you said, or I want to introduce you to somebody." Um, and you know, then I step out of it. I'm not I'm not in the middle to try to make it happen. But that idea of connecting. And connecting for a benefit for others that has nothing to do with me, I think Joseph is on to something with that. 
So I think a lot really of think the, so, sorry to interrupt you, but do you really think that it doesn't have a benefit to you? Um, I think I think it absolutely does, but that's not the purpose for doing it. Does that make sense? It's not like I'm sitting here going, I can elevate my status if I do this. I do absolutely think it does, Janet. I think as Wes said, when you put good things out in the universe, they come back to you. So I've had all these great riches, uh, riches that have come from that, but that was never the point. So Janet, you and I are in 100% agreement. I guess the distinction I was making is I've never done any of these things with the idea of I'm going to introduce them to this person because it'll be good for me in the long run or oh, yeah, no, no. For a favor yeah. in return, right? That's, that's never been the motivation. But just as you said, good almost always comes out eventually. But you know that, you know that feeling, you get that, that feeling when you introduce someone to, to someone else, let's say it's for, it's for a job opportunity, and then you see that person go on to be incredibly successful and help a bunch of other people, that to me is one of the best feelings in the world. It is. And it also, I think, encourages you to keep making other connections. So it's positive reinforcement. Yeah, and, and I would, uh, you know, completely agree on, you know, this whole thing of the, the benefits of being a super connector. And, and that's probably a good segue into another question is, you know, and I, I, I did put this in our, our set of questions is, do we get as much back? And I think that's been clearly answered. And I'll give some examples of that. So, um, you know, as I've been looking for different things, especially when I'm writing a, a blog or a podcast, and, and one of the things that I always try and do is make sure that I'm writing content or having guests on, um, not just to fill space, but to actually help other people, right? That's, that's my mission every time that I do one of these things. So Jay was actually a guest on a, on a podcast of mine at one point, and that connection um, has since brought on probably three or four other guests uh, James, I know that uh, you and Jay actually now are in uh, communication very frequently, right? So mm -hmm. these these benefits, you know, bubble uh, to the surface. What's the difference between a super connector and someone like that who is a, a name dropper? There is a distinction. I don't know what it is, but maybe we can explore that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just jump in again and say, I think it goes back to what I was trying to say before that I think the difference between someone who's name dropping and someone who's a super connector is a super connector is all about helping other people while a name dropper is about helping him or herself. If I go back to your example, if I go to Jay McBain, I, I've never heard Jay say, well, what's in it for me? He's just so excited about helping me, Joseph <laughs> Landis, and yeah. Nerdio be successful, right? And that's a great, uh, that's a great trait. It's a great, again, it's a great core value to have. I think that to me is, is a big difference between the two. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because, you know, I, I just assume in my, my daily life that everyone feels the way that I do, right? That by contributing, uh, by helping when you're called to do so, that, you know, just for doing that for the sake of doing it is reason enough, right? And we just finished doing an e-guide and uh, there was actually someone that I reached out to and they got back to me and, and I did get the whiff of mask, right? Like, well, what's in it for me? <laughs> You know, and I was, it took me by surprise because I thought, well, you get to be part of this awesome, you know, e-guide, which is going to help, you know, thousands of, of providers and, uh, you know, you get to be a, a contributor, but that's not always the case, right? Yeah, they clearly were not woke, uh, as, as it was <laughs> said. Um, I think it comes down to, you know, you said, um, you know, what you know versus who you know, and I truly think it's who knows you. So I think that the, the folks that are, you know, in the WIFM camp are all about who they know. And super connectors are all about who knows you. But if people know who you are and their reaction to you is that hearing from you makes them happy or makes them better, then you're a super connector. And if it makes them cringe, and we all have those people that know everyone in the industry, and yet their reach out to you makes you, 
you know, just think, oh, do I have to answer them? <laughs> yeah. um, then they're probably not a super connector. And I think, you know, the final point on that whole thing is um, years ago, I decided that having influence was important. And, and in fact, you know, I, I won 2019 Channel Influencer of the Year, you know, tiara optional. And the thing that struck me was that people define that influence differently. People define influence as number of people that they know versus impact that they have on the on the world, the universe, their industry. And I think that's the cardinal sin. The cardinal sin is it's not how many people you know; it's the impact that you can have through your actions, words, um, you know, and generosity. You know, I was actually asked to do a conference in uh, Australia. I've been there a few times now, actually, because of exactly what you say, which is somebody knew me and the question came up, you know, we got to fill this spot in uh, one of our education tracks. Who should we talk to? And somebody said, oh, I know somebody should talk to you, Mike. It's this guy up in Canada. And, you know, that actually got me booked into, you know, some trips and stuff and, and work that I now do there continuously, right? So it gets back to that benefit again. And I wasn't looking for it. It wasn't like, you know, I said, geez, I would love to get to Australia. Who in my network can I, you know, start to reach out and lean on to be able to get a trip down there and, you know, and do some stuff. So are you guys using, you know, LinkedIn? And, you know, if so, what are the benefits? What are the, the cautionary tales? Yeah, I mean, I remember the moment at Microsoft when we bought LinkedIn some years ago. And uh, quite frankly, most of us as employees of Microsoft weren't using LinkedIn in a very powerful way at the time. But once you start using it on a day-to-day -day basis and really understanding the, the deeper capabilities of things like Navigator and being able to prepare for a meeting and really understand who you're going to be meeting and what their background is, it's the most valuable tool that I know of today in the business world. The most valuable, let's say, digital tool uh, for connecting with people that there is in the business world. So I use it heavily. Uh, I've learned, I'd say, if you ask me what my number one takeaway is, certainly from a company perspective, from a Nerdio perspective, that people like to follow people more than they like to feel uh, follow companies, excuse me. So yeah. you know, when we, I if I post something, you know, a, a new feature of Nerdio or, hey, I'm going to be at the such and such conference speaking about Azure today, I get tremendous engagement. If Nerdio posts something saying that, not so much. So I, I think it goes back to a little bit the, the things we've been throwing around here. People like people. People like to be connected with people. The more you can, on LinkedIn even, help other people be successful and think about helping them first, I think the more you will benefit when it comes time to, um, to look for something that might help you on LinkedIn. James, I'd like to bring this up because you belong to an organization called EO. And maybe you can talk about that a bit for a second, because in my mind, that is a, a network of uh, super connectors for, uh, for entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, that's, it's interesting. So Entrepreneurs Organization, EO is a global organization, and uh, I am on the board of the Nebraska chapter, which is really cool. And the, the primary requirement for EO is you've got to own a, a business that does a million or more in revenue. So everybody's running uh, an organization that's, that's moving some cash around and then various sizes past that. I've gotten immeasurable value out of my experience in EO um, as a growth in a human being, even more than a leader. And I found that if you grow as a human being, the, the leadership side goes with it, which is really cool. But one of the neatest things that's come out of it is knowing all these people, people that own, um, you know, water restoration businesses and people that own restaurants and people that own CPA firms, and it's all over the map. And having that, that extended Rolodex and those relationships, you know, if I've got a question on something, whether it affects my, my son who just graduated from college last week and he's getting a job or it's something about investing or something about my house, you know, I've got people that I can pick up the phone and have real conversations with. And I didn't join it for that networking. I'm generally not wired for that kind of networking, 
but that has provided immeasurable value to me as a person and more than our company, really. Yeah, when you talk about some of the stuff that you get back from belonging to organizations like you as well, and I don't know if this was an EO connection, but it was actually just speaking with Joel uh, yesterday, and we were kind of going over some, you know, marketing ideas, right, about e-guides and, you know, and the rest of it. He threw this thing at me with a conversation that you had with someone. We haven't even had a chance to talk about this yet, where they kind of threw a way of marketing um, you know, kind of downloadable content at me, which just blew me away. It's not something I'd ever thought of in my entire life, the way to do it. And I was like, wow, that's just, you know, pure brilliance, right? Yeah, that and that came out in EO. And so, okay. and it's totally related to the super connector piece, right? So I, this year, my board position was SAP chair. So I was responsible for the 12 sponsors we have in Nebraska. I'll be in a different chair next year. I actually put myself in that position on purpose because I'm a bit, bit of an introvert. I thought, well, great, this is 12 Omaha businesses. I'll be forced to have a relationship with them learn about. That person that you just talked about who opened our eyes to a whole new, whole new way of marketing, he is the incoming chair for this spot next year. So I met him through the board transition and said, wow, you're doing some interesting stuff. Would you mind having a call with me? And absolutely no cost. You know, it wasn't yeah. you know, those other people, but he's like, hey, yeah, I know you. Sure. I'll spend some time with you. Then he said, send me over your SEO. Let me take a look at it. And, and the next thing I know, I've got this incredible wealth of knowledge being given to me for free because I have a relationship with a human being. So, so that's another important factor, I think, of this whole, you know, super connector definition is that there are genuine relationships that are, that are built, right? So that one that you have there. Right. And I want to add, West, if any of those people, anybody in Nebraska, EO, or any of those sponsors were to call me with questions, if I had value to offer, I'd take that call and I'd help them. Yeah. And I think that's that part, right? You give and, and the get comes as part of that, but it's, you got to be willing to give. Well, and Janet, as you mentioned, when you're sending emails and stuff and people are excited to actually hear from you, right? It's that, you know, because they understand that there's some kind of value that's going to come beyond, you know, just the next sales pitch, right? And we're all pretty senior in what we do. And I think that's pretty refreshing when you're having those conversations and you're getting, you know, that kind of stuff back. So James, I look forward to discussing that marketing stuff with you because honestly, having a, a connector like that bring these fresh ideas to the table, I had my brain explode, right? I was like, that is just pure you know, genius. Me too, brother. I was like, wow. Yeah. And I think that makes sense to me. So yeah, we'll talk. Without these connections that, you know, that simply doesn't happen, right? Yeah. And you have to put your, and, and Janet's way up on the list. She can talk about it, but I would suspect part of the reason you're there, Janet, is you put yourself in those paths. Yeah. And I think it's, um, there's a couple things. And by the way, you mentioned it earlier and, and I will agree with you. I, I always make the joke that I have to fuel up after I give a keynote or I'm at a big event because it does not energize me. Um, mm. Just because you're good at something does not mean um, that it energizes you. What energizes me is when I get that connection to a person and I can help them um, or they can help me. And so you know, I'm very dedicated to, and and it has helped me in that super connector, you know, top status. I'm very connected to a specific cause, which is keeping women in technology. So um, you gentlemen may not know this, but women drop out of technology at almost 3x the rate of men. And in fact, only 22% of women who complete a technical college degree in computer sciences actually stay working in that field. So um, it's a it's a very egregious issue because women don't ever feel like they fit in. Right. So being a super connector also helps me to be, if you will, almost a superhero for females who are saying there is no way I can do this. And so I think when you can have that impact on that person, when you can ensure because of being a super connector that no one ever really feels alone because you can either introduce them to someone or you can be that someone that that's truly the power. 
And I like what you're talking about there. And it's interesting, uh, James and I just did another podcast interview earlier in the week. And I would say, you know, that another uh, female super connector that, you know, we both know very well um, is Nancy Hammervick. Uh, yeah. She's uh, CompTIA. And she kind of introduced the front end of what you were saying, which is the difficulty getting, um, you know, women into technology. And, and yeah. I think that's a good one is that the, the power of the super connector to actually be able to, to help younger people to say, no, no, don't pay attention to the smoke and the, you know, the <laughs> things that are getting in the way. You know, I'm a living example for you that you can do this and that you can, can be. Do it. Listen, I want to move into, you know, kind of looking at examples of other super connectors in your life. And, you know, one that I brought up obviously was Nancy Hammervick, right? And, you know, I've been a member of CompTIA for more years than I can remember now. Um, serving as a chair on a couple of uh, communities and then continuing to do work with them, you know, over the years, right? And uh, the work that she does to uh, help with getting diversification back into the technology space, you know, kind of et cetera, right? So for me personally, Nancy is definitely that super connector, you know, so maybe we can share some stories about who that is for you. And James, do you have one in your life? And I think we have to say other than Jay McBain, because we could probably all throw his name <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> and I think his wife, Michelle, should be DQ'd too, because she's also a super connector, but it's not fair. It's a family thing, right? So... <laughs> A bunch of them, you know, and then that's what's, it's interesting, I think, as I look at the top 100 list, because I bet half those people I know really well, uh, but I've got them in other areas, like in EO, there's a, there's a gentleman, I won't say his name on the podcast, and it won't make any sense to anybody here, but you know, I, you, if you pay attention, I think you run into a lot of superconductors in your life, but you gotta, you gotta kind of be mindful and, and looking, you know, there's one guy in EO here in Nebraska, been around a long time, and man, he's an expert, he knows everybody. Um, and so that does it. I think it's really good to, you know, make, as you said, they've got to know you. So when, if you have an opportunity to have a meaningful conversation with one of these people, whether it's at a party or a business event, um, I highly encourage you shaking their hand and saying, Hey, I've heard of you. I wanted to say hi. And maybe that's another uh, prerequisite of being a super connector is, is that openness to uh, accepting people's invitations, right? Then when people come up to you and say, hello, I don't know you, but I've heard about you, you know, can we chat? Right. Uh, Joseph, what about you? Super connectors in your life? Yeah, I'm going to play off of uh, that comment you just made. You know, when I was at Microsoft, uh, I recently, before I left the company, I had this very interesting opportunity to spend uh, an hour one-on-one -on -one with Jim Collins. And I think most of the listeners probably know Jim Collins. He wrote the sort of seminal business book, Good to Great. I had him speak at an event at Microsoft, and we got to sit down. And, and just absolutely fascinating person. It was the second time I got to do that uh, in my career with Jim. You know, he, re he really was instrumental in teaching me this concept of a personal board of directors. And it's something that I've really taken to heart. And I think it, it connects very well into this whole super connector topic. So, he, you know, his idea is that every person needs to figure out who their personal board of directors is, that they could bounce ideas off of, that they could go to for advice. And not every one of these people is going to meet with you every day or every hour or every week or every month. Some of them might be once a year. Some might be once every few years. But, you know, the idea of being able to go up to a person and not be shy about it and say, you know, I really admire the work that you do. I feel like there's some things I could learn and that I want to learn from you. Would you be willing to spend time talking to me? And you'd be shocked by how often the person will say yes. And that's what I've tried to do in my career is figure out who's on my personal board of directors uh, in all aspects of life. I mean, I certainly consider my wife, for example, on my personal board of directors, my parents, but many people in the channel. Uh, when I came to Nerdio uh, after 23 years at Microsoft, you know, quite frankly, there were a lot of people I did not know in the channel. So I, I certainly met Jay and then I looked at his 
super connectors list. And I started basically going down from one to a hundred. How many of these people can I meet? And I'd start reaching out to them and try to get time with them. Obviously, Rob Ray was is someone who has really helped me a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, Rob's given me, I would say, the straight, you know, what do I want to call it? The straight talk express, you know? <laughs> hey, Rob, you know, what do you think about this? And he'll tell you right away what he thinks. You might not like the answer, but he'll tell you, hey, I've tried this, it hasn't worked, or I've done this and it's worked really well. The And then I think the second person I'd, uh, or the other person I would uh, mention is a former colleague at Microsoft who is a uh, super connector. It's Gabriella Schuster. She's Microsoft's channel chief. She's an inst- incredibly inspirational leader. She's very much devoted to women in technology, women in cloud. Uh, and she's someone that has, she's our uh, exec sponsor back at Microsoft for my company and as someone who really uh, has made it possible for us at Nerdio to continue to build an incredibly strong relationship with Microsoft. But I you know, think that that sort of personal board of directors changes as your life goes on. And uh, it's a kind of an interesting concept to think through. So I am all about looking at fresh perspectives. Um, you know, here at JS Group, we've uh, trademarked this term digital normal. Uh, it's come faster than we thought it would because of this COVID crisis. But, you know, the world's changed. And so with it, you know, changes the people I look at as super connectors on any given day, week, or year. I'm a big believer of reverse mentors. So I'm a big believer of someone teaching me something that you may not naturally think of oh, as, a, as, a, as a super connector, but they're a super connector in something, you know, maybe you don't know or something you don't understand. So the first one I'm going to point to is Ashlyn Silva. So Ashlyn is a PhD. Um, she is actually the ghost Uh, for a number of uh, channel chiefs in the industry. She does their social media for them. So she is not a super connected online person that you're going to see her with thousands and millions of people, but she is actually the voice for a good number. I obviously can't name them, but a good number of people who know that people have to connect with people. But when you're channel chief and you're traveling 185 days a year, you don't really have time to develop your own content. Um, and your corporate marketing typically doesn't understand the channel. So I, uh, I spent a lot of time talking to Ashlyn, trying to understand what she's seeing, what she's hearing. Um, and I think uh, I'll actually share her most recent piece of advice. Um, she said, and I quote, uh, this world existed all along just older people didn't understand it. So now you're being forced to live like we've lived all along. Isn't um, that something? Wow. Uh-huh. And so it was really that moment where I thought, well, this was their primary world. Just because it's become our primary world doesn't, doesn't make it new. Um, more towards the industry, one, one thing I'm seeing is the channel is kind of coming together between the cloud channel, the traditional you know, IT channel, as you will, uh, the agency, you know, telco channel, and this MarTech channel, this marketing technology channel. So one guy I think is a super, super, super connector could potentially blow Jay's doors off uh, is George Leith at Vendesta. And Vendesta is just super powerful in the MarTech space. So if you think about partners that do Google search engine optimization, that do SEO, that do local ad, that, you know, redo websites that have been that integral part of business, getting digital and getting e-com, those guys are starting to come and eat our snacks uh, in this industry. And soon they'll be eating our dinner um, because they are very good at selling in the way millennials and Gen Zs want to buy. And George uh, and the whole Vendosta team, by the way, but George particularly is a super connector that I just find him 
not only fascinating because he's coming at the industry from a completely new way of thinking about things, but also his way of connecting. He's constantly connecting from a commercial viability standpoint, and he's always thinking of how he could help you or help someone else make their solution commercially viable in a new way. And he's just masterful. And so um, I'm going to pick those two kind of non-traditional uh, channel connectors as my examples, because by the way, Nancy definitely would have been top of my list, you know, as would have Rob, but I think those are ones we all think of. I wanted to maybe help the listeners find a few people whose voices they may be surprised by. Oh, I love it. And uh, th there's going to be a flood of uh, requests through LinkedIn and other measures uh, for everyone we've mentioned. So I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. And I'll sell, I'll spill, towards that end, Leith is L-E-I-T-H and Ashlyn Silva is S-Z-I-L-V-A. Because <laughs> both of them have last names that are not spelled like you would think. So. <laughs> kind of like yours too. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a pride thing. Uh, you know, I just thought of something, you you know, that I hadn't thought about with super connectors is that it's it's also unlike a mentor or, you know, someone where we go to them for experience. Sometimes those super connectors are to actually help us to think of things in ways that they haven't been done before is what I'm hearing from you. Right. And that's right. That's right. I was at a conference a couple of years ago and uh, it was actually a CompTIA conference and we had a panel and we introduced, uh, you know, it's kind of when the whole millennial thing was you know, very topical. And, you know, we were talking about privacy and with the influx of, you know, software and cookies and, you know, all these other things and apps and, you know, what kind of things you were giving up. There was definitely a charged atmosphere. And most of the older people were saying, you know, you, you know, you dumb kids, you just haven't been stung yet enough. When you get slapped around enough by life, you'll see things the same way we do. But one of the millennials on the panel uh, was very level um, and said, well, you're just assuming that we see and value privacy in the same way that you do, which we don't. And it's not that we, that we dismiss it. It's just for us, it's a currency. That's and, right. And we determine uh, with that currency how much we're willing to pay for the information that we get back. Right. And I was completely you know, blown away, right? And I think super connectors offer that too, which is maybe an innovation channel for us uh, to think in ways that we haven't. And James mentioned that earlier with your contact from EO on the marketing side, right? I love it when I, you know, hear something or speak with somebody like everyone on this call where there's that little moment, my mind explodes. Right. And right, I think, me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. You know, on the, awesome. uh, on the reverse mentoring that, that you brought up, Janet, we, um, we implemented that when I was in working in Microsoft Brazil. And one of the lessons we had was, you know, try to make the person as absolutely different than you are who's mentoring you, right? Yes. So we had, uh, so my mentor, as, a, as an exec, let's say at Microsoft Brazil, my mentor was a fresh out of college, you know, Microsoft college hire, who'd been at yeah. the company six months. Wow, did I learn a lot. About, what a difference. I oh, learned so yeah. much. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because when I said I really, you, you know, we were talking about this concept of influence and I said, wow, you know, I wonder how you win influencer of the year people our ages was, well, you got to be speaking at every event and do this and do this. And and my reverse mentor, who, who was Ashlyn, said, well, there must be a scoring mechanism, right? So how many points can you get for social media? Right. That's great. And just played it up on social media and just destroyed everyone in that metric. And you can't outcompete that if you're just flying around and getting on stages. Yeah, it's not amazing. I and so it. I always tell this story. I was not at RSA. I had a conflict and I was the number two influencer at RSA, but I wasn't there. Like that's how different the world is now, right? 
Yeah, super. Yeah, hey, cool. I want to be conscious of time. So we are close. And I think the way we're going to close this out now is I always ask, you know, just for one piece of advice, if you were to give people one piece of advice, and that could be about being a super connector uh, or working with super connectors, what would that be? And James, maybe we'll start with you. You know, I've said this one before, but it's even more timely with this particular podcast. And, and that's don't go it alone. Um, there are organizations there are great organizations at the national level, at the local level. There, most paths have been paved in some way, shape, or form. You know, if you want to learn how to market uh, IT technology, there are groups and people for that. You know, just about anything you can imagine. And so um, I think creativity is great when you, you know, you copy, copy, transform, and combine, right? But you, a lot of times you got to start with the basics. So I'm a big believer in um, seeking out those peer groups and relationships, learning what you can, and then making it your own but not trying to reinvent the wheel every day when the wheel's been invented. And so, Jen, how about you? What's that hundred people that if you were connected with those hundred people, you would absolutely positively have a better impact and they would have a better impact on you? Make the list of the hundred people and, you know, truly go after that hundred people. I, on January 1st, every year, I make that list of hundred people and then I think about how I'm going to connect with those people, how I'm going to benefit those people, I'm going to help those people, and how potentially, quite frankly, they might help me. And if you're not planning, then you're not moving. Um, people think it's happenstance and it's just luck when you become an influencer or a super connector. It's not. It's hard work. Well, that's great. And, and I'm going to go next. Certainly one of the things I'd recommend is look for opportunities to contribute in ways that um, have nothing to do with your professional life. And I had the opportunity a couple of years ago, and this introduces actually another super connector, a very good friend of mine, Scott McGregor. He's got a company called Something New. Um, and he actually has a, a side thing for that, a charitable organization called Something Good. And he wrote a book uh, called Standing O. And he's had two versions of that now. But in each of them, he's had 50 uh, people who I would call super connectors uh, contribute, uh, you know, for the better good of uh, both the world and industries, right? So find those unique vehicles, find things that are either organizations or books you can contribute to, you know, on things that may not directly impact your, you know, your uh, paycheck today, but are going to have long lasting you know, repercussions, right? So the, the number of people I've met um, outside of my world, very influential people, you know, from contributing to books like that and exercises like that. I'll give the same advice that I give to my six kids. And what I tell them is you can't be afraid or shy about going up to people and saying hello and introducing yourself. And, and the reason I say that, and I tell my kids that all the time is because it's such a force multiplier for, for you, for your business, for other people. Every person you meet are literally hundreds of other connections that you don't quite know when you might want to talk to that connection, but it might come up at some point in the future. What Joseph just said really resonated with me because as you, as you start to move up the ladder and people start to know you, I think it's important to keep that same attitude of being kind and being polite. And when people come up and introduce themselves to you, it's not about measuring them up to what they, what can they offer, right? What can I get from this person? It's just being a kind, genuine human being. Some of my favorite stories have nothing to do with some of the big names I know. It's like we had a conference one year in Chicago. We rented out a Lucky Strike bowling alley. And one of our clients who wasn't a particularly big client, and there was no, there was no financial incentive to spend time with him and his son. His son was new to his business and like 16 or 17 years old. But we invited them onto my bowling lane with me. I didn't think anything of it. Just a nice guy. His kid wanted to bowl with us. 
And he still, when I run into him, reminds me of that. That was a, a big momentous thing for his son that the CEO of this, you know, 500 person company invited him to hang out and bowl. And that's, awesome. that's one of those things where I think when you do those good things and you just be genuinely kind, that comes back. I don't know how you measure it. I don't know in what way, but it comes back. So what Joseph just said about being that polite, engaging person goes also as people start to want to get to know you. And I just remind everybody that since we now live in a digital world, that that goes for social media too. So be as kind as you possibly can, kinder than you want to be on social media as well, because it really does make a difference. So I will echo that uh, with hashtag be kind. I think it's uh, the super connector mandate. Well, I can't thank you all uh, enough for being on this episode. I've certainly learned a lot of things today and I have some new connections, which I'm going to reach out to as well. And for all of our listeners, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Tiger Paw Radio. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com podcasts. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.